Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about ways to help you and your children achieve your dreams and reach your potential. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Timothy Stutz. Timothy is the author of more than 86 children's stories. He has been a CPA. He is a gifted teacher of multiple healing modalities, as well as meditation, qigong, tai chi, and more. You can reach Timothy at his website, timothystutz.com. And I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Timothy. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you today, Linda, and all the guests listening. Oh, thank you. I am interested to hear your story. How did you go from being this little entrepreneur at age 12? You're in a bowling alley, you're you're getting work done, and then you're a CPA, and now you're doing children's books and healing, and how did that path get you to where you are now? (laughs) That's many long stories. (laughs) I bet it is. Uh, Well, the the CPA thing, I'll, I'll just pick it up where I graduated college and went to work as a CPA, and discovered I was really too good at that and discovered a lot of things that certain people didn't want discovered and um, and ended up finally getting the message that that was no longer my area of service in the world uh, when I had a gun pointed at my chest. Wait, what? Basically threatened with my life. Yes, I discovered things that you're not supposed to discover. but anyway, about about that same time as my life as a certified public accountant was winding down, um, I got several, several messages. One, my body stopped working really well. So I needed to find some some way to get my body working and find out what was going on. So I started investigating different sorts of healing methods. And I also had a spiritual crisis where I literally laid in bed crying for three days saying, I'm not happy. I've done everything that I think somebody should have done from the time they were a young child. Um, I got good grades in school. I graduated at the top of my class. I got married. I got a great job as a certified public accountant. Um, Have a beautiful daughter. And then it all fell apart. And so I literally laid in bed crying for three days. And at the end of the three days, I found myself just crying out to God and saying, you know, I've prayed now. I lay me down to sleep every night since my mother taught me. And God, if you exist, I need to find you. And it was shortly after I really had that catharsis that I got out of bed and stood in front of the mirror and looked at a very skinny body that hadn't eaten or drank anything for three days and really felt and actually saw Christ behind me saying, I will remake your body in my image. And shortly after that, I remembered a business acquaintance in Hawaii. When I left the prior year, she said, if you ever need a couch to crash on, give me a call. So I called her up and said, I really need a place to just get my head together straight right now and have some downtime. So she said, come on, I, you have better than a couch. I bought a house so you have your own bedroom. And when I got there, she gave me a book to read, Past Lives, Future Loves by Dick Sutphin. And 
I, at that point in my life, I'd never read anything metaphysical. And yet, as I read it in the backyard the next day, I just started bawling. And it's like things my daughter had tried to make me aware of in various ways suddenly triggered. And I knew there was more to life than I ever knew. And from that point on, I just wanted to know everything I could possibly know. So that, that was kind of a change. And so from being a CPA, I discovered meditation. And from meditation, I discovered Reiki when my body wasn't working right. And Reiki led to Tai Chi and Qigong. And within that mixture of things, I also had a, I awoke one morning and I said, if Hershey's can make chocolate kisses, I can make chocolate French kisses. And so that was literally my transition from being a CPA is I opened up a chocolate shop and started making chocolate French kisses and other chocolates. And it was in that chocolate shop that I received a box that I did not order. I opened up the box. There were 50 teddy bears in it. And being the CPA that I was and loving to investigate things. And I loved Hardy Boy books when I was a child. So all that mystery stuff was wonderful. So I set out on a search to find out who really owned those bears and how they got to me. And again, it was like everything else in my CPA life. I found out things I wasn't supposed to find out. The bears were actually smuggled into the country. Um, the, the middle man for the people that had the bears was trying to smuggle in some of their shipment for his own use. Okay. But these people were nice enough to give me these 50 little teddy bears. And I carried one of them in my car on the seat next to me. And after a couple of weeks of riding with this little bear, I picked it up and I said, who are you? And he said, I'm Poet Bear. And that made sense to me because I wrote love poetry. I wrote philosophical poetry. And so I put my poetry together in a little book, packaged it in a little box with the teddy bears, put a little heart around the teddy bear's neck and called it Tales of the Heart. And when I got it all together and put it on the candy counter to sell, my mom took one look at it and she said, you really missed your calling. That should have been a children's book. Um, and at that time, nobody, none of the big companies had packaged a stuffed animal with a book at that time. And I looked at my mom and said, mom, read my stuff. It's love poetry. It's philosophy. It's society. It's not for kids. <laughs> but somehow moms know, and it's like she planted a seed because six months later, I spontaneously found myself writing the first children's story. And Poet Bear became a character within a whole bear universe. And the main character turned out to be Blissberry Bear, who comes to Earth from the great bear constellation, Pearl Starship to help children and families, you know, get through the challenges they face in life and to understand things from a more cosmic perspective sometimes. Wow. And isn't it amazing, as I'm listening to your story, that you went through something hard, something very painful, something that gave you an opportunity to reinvent yourself. 
And as you're working through this and in this process of reinventing, the pieces that you needed were handed to you. You had someone who said, hey, I've got a couch. Better yet, you can have a room. Here's what you need. Here's, here's an idea. Here's some teddy bears. Please say they didn't have drugs in them, right? <laughs> but, um, and here, here's a, a suggestion and here's a thought and here's, here's another idea to get you twisted, turn into the right direction. Your mom's going to say something and make a comment and help you be able to get there. And it's a beautiful idea that as we're trying to reinvent ourselves and trying to follow our purpose, then the pieces that we require are, are handed to us. And I think that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm glad that you were able to get those pieces that you need so that you could get in the direction of something that brought you fulfillment. And I'm grateful that your health is improving and that things are better. So we've talked about, or mostly you've talked about, your journey, which is so important. But now I would love to turn that into, now from what you've learned, how does that help other people? Like you mentioned the stories and the things that you help to teach the children to help really strengthen them and fortify them so that they can navigate the challenges of the world. So what kinds of of elements do you put in there that's going to strengthen my child or my grandchild so that they can handle disappointment and discouragement and hard things? I don't think because of my background and the amount of experience God has gifted me with, that 86 stories cover almost everything anybody could possibly go through. And one of the things that I learned about children is that our imagination, our creativity is the number one way that we become successful in all areas of our life, no matter what we're doing. And the number one way to stimulate a child's creativity, one is to start reading to them when they're in their womb and allow them to develop their own imagery as they're listening to books and stories. So while I have a few books that are fully illustrated, all of them have beautiful cover illustrations, but the inside of the books have blank pages so that the children can literally create their own images rather than see what some adult has put down on a piece of paper that they should be looking at. So it allows the child to develop and feel into the story, create their own internal images, their own feelings based upon what they're hearing or reading. And that stimulates a child's neural networks and creativity more than anything else. That's amazing. So they get to be the illustrator. How clever. What age group are you looking at? And any, again, this, a lot of the stories are designed to be read to the children in the womb. So okay. anywhere from zero to, and yeah, it's interesting you say that because I've I have a book club where one of the activities in the book club is for children to, we do a live story time every month, and then the children get to submit their own illustrations for the book for that month, and then I'm putting together illustrated by children's books based upon what the children send in. Oh, that's lovely. 
And as you're talking about this creativity and you're talking about development and healing, the thought that came into my mind is perhaps you've, you've read it because you, you are a healer, but The Body Keeps a Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And it's fascinating to me that when he gets to the section of, okay, these are some techniques that have been proven to work. And as you read through those, how many techniques include some form of imagination, whether it is a, a visualization technique or acting something out and recreating an ending or or going back and recreating the story and putting things together the way that you would like to have happen. And that these are techniques that have been proven to help heal childhood trauma, to help heal PTSD, to help heal these kinds of things. And then it goes back to that creativity, which is fascinating. And I don't think we understand all of the whys and the wherefores, but we have the facts and figures that say, when you do this, it makes a difference. When you do this, it works. When you do this, you heal. And I just think that that's amazing. So I'm thinking that you, you're really onto something here. And, and I think that that's beautiful. You know, when you're a kid, some kids, you know, you have creativity, you imagine, you play. And then when we grow up, we also grow out of it. So how marvelous to capture that moment while they're children and they're, they're open to the idea. And hopefully as you're reading to your child, it can help start to open up those channels again. That's exactly the point of a lot of my books is that it helps open up the channels and the parents too. And, and it's so interesting that I have not read that book you referenced You'd like but it. But it's so, it's so interesting that you brought that up because the last idea about three days ago that I had for a story is a lot of times, like you said, you know, we think about imagination as to something to create in the future. But we can also use that imagination to go back and recreate. Mm -hmm. So I actually thought the other day, of, I'm going to write a story for children that shows them how they can use their imagination to recreate to go backwards. And, and that's very important because I we, have no, I have no idea how that story writes, but when I get an idea, it's like I write it down and then eventually I sit down and, you know, it's also like you said, my life has been magical. I never went searching for a meditation path. I never went searching for Reiki. I never went searching for Tai Chi. It all unfolded. My mom made the comment about a children's book. I never thought I'd write 86. <laughs> I never thought I'd write one, let alone 86. But it shows me that um, my imagination is still stimulated more than ever. Um, maybe about two years ago, I started writing stories that rhyme more. And I never could rhyme. Oh. And rhyming books that rhymes are fun for children they learn to read faster if they're listening to rhyming books there's studies on that but i found in the last couple of years that my imagination my creativity is still growing because now i can i just wrote a, a really a 60 page story they're, they're half pages and it all rhymes 
That's wonderful. And it was easy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so the power of even me just writing these stories and people just reading these stories, I know they work because they're working on me still. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful when you can be kind of your own guinea pig and your test subject? It's like, oh, (laughs) that worked. Because when we have principles that work, they're universal, right? And things that work, work. So I think that that's delightful. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your your next book about reimagining the past. Now, one of the things that I was interested about is you said you have three keys to being the best parent possible. And I love learning new things to help parents be awesome parents, because I think that matters so much. Uh, well, one of those keys is to really present with your children and let go of all ideas of what you think needs to be done in the moment based upon the past and really be present. Um, also to really know the stages, the overall stages of human development, you know, we are programmed to learn certain things at certain ages. And if we don't get those things, then it's like we're trying to build a skyscraper and we've left out a few major pieces of the foundation. So, you know, it's like trying, trying, to, trying to rationalize with a two-year-old does not work. But many parents don't realize that, you know, because we've, lost our sense of innocence and joy and we think everybody relates into the world the same way we do (laughs) and with children we especially don't so learning the different stages of child development being present with your child and really seeing them for the unique being that they are and trying to learn you know what gifts do they have and how do I help them bring those gifts forward? And not something that I had preconceived. You know, I'll, I'll never forget, I, I was at a retreat and met a couple who, they were very spiritual, meditated for many, many years. And during the retreat, they actually, they brought their little baby. The baby was relatively new. And because of all their spiritual work and everything, they thought whatever baby they had should just be this ball of light and joy. Mm. And this baby did nothing but cry. (laughs) Welcome to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it was like, no, you really need to just focus on what you have and learn to relate to this child, not the child that you imagine. And... I even worked with a couple one time that had been trying to have a child for six years. Mm. And they worked with an Ayurvedic physician friend of mine, trying various techniques. And he finally said, hey, would you come and talk to these people? So we drove two and a half hours each way one day. I sat down and I met them. And again, they were an Indian couple, very spiritual. And they really wanted to have a child. They were getting older in life. And just in talking to them, they revealed why they weren't having a child. Which was? Which was, he only wanted the 
reincarnation of his mother as his child. Fascinating and weird. <laughs> he so loved his mother, who was so spiritual. That's who he wanted as a child. Mm. And when I showed him, he was kind of limiting God's <laughs> gifts <laughs> and putting constraints on it. He said, oh, I guess maybe so. So I did a little bit of energetic work with them, and they conceived within two weeks. Oh, that's wonderful. So it was literally just seeing that he had a mental block that was preventing the divine flow of universal harmony from flowing into their lives. There was no physical problems, nothing. It was just that mental block. Isn't that yeah. amazing when you recognize that connection and the power that we have with our minds, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our expectations, and how that translates into the physical being. It's amazing. Okay, so I want to go back and see if I can uh, summarize those three things that you talked about to help me be an awesome parent. And one of them was to be present. And another one was to have some developmental, uh, to understand child development so that I know what to expect and what is appropriate and how their brains are and what they're able to, to understand at this particular level so that I don't try to sit my two-year-old down and have a discussion as an adult. Because I think people think that that's going to be, you know, that's the new modern method of parenting and it doesn't work with a little child's brain. And then the third is to really value the uniqueness of the child and not to try to put some other image or expectation on them, but just to accept what is and then to work with that. And sometimes I like to say, you know, I got to work with the hand that I'm dealt. You know, I, yes, it's not exactly what I envisioned, but this is what I have and this is what we're going to work with. So was I close? Did I get the three things pretty good? Right. And all of those things, you know, can be built within stories. You know, it's like trying to, giving a child lessons within a story is much easier than saying, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. But if a child's listening to a story that imparts lessons, if people are reading stories that are written based upon the principles of human development, you can build all of those things within stories so both the parent and the child get the benefit of it. Oh, how nice. So that I can get that knowledge and that skill set that I need in an easy, enjoyable format. Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, that's yeah, helpful. I, I, I design every one of my stories based upon that. You know, it's all those principles are woven within the stories. And that makes all the difference. How lovely. That's delightful. Now, I would love, I like Tai Chi. And I'm not, I don't know all the things. I only know one or two little things that we do, but it is magical. So why is Tai Chi magical? Why when I do, I can do a workout for an hour and it's, it's nice. It's good. And then when I do my little Tai Chi routine for two minutes, I feel like, what the heck just happened? That was magic. I feel so good. <laughs> it's, it's literally the combination of mental focus and slow movements. So when we're working out and doing things really energetic and fast, 
it's hard to stay mentally focused doing that. But with Tai Chi, you literally focus below your navel or at the soles of your feet. That process pulls all the energy of your soul into your body. It pulls your full awareness into your body. And so you're moving with a combination of movement and awareness. And that's the magic of any Qigong practice, any Tai Chi practice. It doesn't matter what you learn. If you enjoy it, it's great. And it's the same with yoga. It's because we're integrating body and mind. And it's something that children pick up on really fast. You know, it's, it's like if you, if you share with them early in age that, yeah, while you're doing things, try to keep your energy focused right below your belly button and do things with that awareness. And children find that they have a stronger power center. They keep their balance. They can focus there when they're taking tests and answers appear magically. Boy, that they would come in use, handy. They can use that to calm down and... In fact, the, the last book that I wrote, the one that had 60-some pages of rhymes, it's, it's about a panda's birth for the first three years, and it integrates all kinds of fun Qigong practices that parents and children can do together to facilitate you know, that learning through Qigong and slow movement. And Will you teach me about Qigong? I only know Tai Chi. I, I mean... I'm not familiar with Qigong. Will you teach me? What, what, is it, what is the difference? What is the same? What is it? Well, Qigong is the overall term that the Chinese use for those moving martial arts, those moving meditations. Oh, okay, okay. So Tai Chi would be a form of Qigong. Oh, well, then I know more Qigong than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's like many forms of Tai Chi with, within that. Okay, that is excellent. How marvelous. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to make sure that we cover before we close today? Oh, I, I, think, I think we've covered a lot. And just everybody stay inspired. Keep the original magic that you had as a child. Find that original magic. See that original magic in your children and do everything you can to facilitate that it never, ever gets lost and it only grows. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for visiting with me today, Timothy. Oh, thank you, Linda. It's been a pleasure. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Abdul Kalam. He said, You have to dream before your dreams can come true. Today, I invite you to dream and to allow your dreams to come true. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.